Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 303 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Welcome, ding dongs, bing bongs, ring rangs, tang. I didn't write a thing this week. Fuck you. It's episode <laughs> 80 of Getting Head a Bucket Cast. Yeah, it is. It's always, it's, always, uh, it's always good to reach another big round number, you know? It is. I love hitting the tens. Baby. Hitting the tens is great. Yeah. We're here. We're in another ten. We're in the 80th ten. Uh-huh. Or the eighth ten. Right. Sorry, the eighth ten. Out of, out of, at this point, 101. Yeah. If he releases one more pike, uh-huh. 102. Yeah, yeah. He's, he released two last week. Two last uh, week. In, the, in the interim time be- between us recording last week's episode. And a- this actually, week. he uh, he released one the day before we recorded our last episode. Oh. So we actually fucked up on that, but it's okay. Uh-huh. It, it happens. Nobody knows. It, it's Nobody's it's, gonna it's know. hard to keep track of Big V sometimes. You know, hard to keep track sure. of the big fella. Sure. Hard to keep track. You're being too weird. I, let's I, let's I, let's take it back a notch. Uh, speaking of taking it back a notch, I think I think the thing that we have to talk about is a thing we did together last night. We went to a show. We did before that. Yeah. Quick Patreon announcements. Let's do it. Uh, this week we got uh, episode three of fucking Heathcliff Corner coming out. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, us chronicling the history of Heathcliff, uh-huh. the characters, the world, uh-huh. what it's like. It's us yeah. talking about it with the love doctor. Yep. Uh, it's by, good stuff. By the time you hear this, and if uh, you were watching before, you're um, uh, going to hear uh, the episode we have on Primus's Conspiranoia, their new single. Yeah. And we that... talk about conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and some that are debunked, some that are real. It's a, you know, it's, it's a fun time. We like yeah, it, it was a really like fun it. time. Yeah. That was one of my uh, favorite discussions we've had recently. Oh, that one was really excellent. good. Good to hear it. I thought yeah. it was fun. Definitely. Same here. Um, yeah, uh, other than that, you know, early access, all that stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, we got a couple new Patreons this week. I won't mention your names because, uh, you didn't subscribe to the $5 tier. Aha! Like Ian Killia, like Dylan Lance. I'm oh, sorry, Vance, Lance, Lance, Vance. I'm not God sure. Damn it. I <laughs> always get it mixed up because of Lance Vance in Vice City, GTA Vice City. Also remember Lance Bass, right? But the Lance Vance dance, and so I want to call mm. him. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'll, yeah, I'll, that's I'll, too much, man. I'll, You're going too deep. I'll get to it later. Okay. And, uh, and Dan Morrison, uh, thank you all so much. Um, yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, we did go to we a show to, together. We went to a fucking show. We went to a technical death metal show. Yeah, this is one uh, I've been talking about. I, I mentioned it on the show months ago. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. when we were talking about their album, even. Maybe. Yeah. So we, uh, an album we talked about at our, our like album of the year discussion last mm-hmm. year was Arch Spire's Breathe, uh, breathe the future. <laughs> Bleed the future. <laughs> breathe the. You know, if, if you like, just sent them like "Breathe the Future," they'd probably uh, get a good laugh out of it. They're, uh, they're funny guys. I'm sure somebody they're very has. funny. They guys. are. They are funny guys. Like um, they're a jokey metal band that happens to be one of the most technically proficient bands to ever exist. Yeah, they're really impressive. They're but before we get to them, uh, it was there was a whole show. So this is Tech Trek Five. Yes. 
Um, so it's a bunch of technical bands touring together. Mm -hmm. uh, the opening band, I didn't catch what their name even was. I think they were a local band. I'm not yeah, entirely sure. Yeah, we heard them. Sure. They were kind of like old school death metal sounding. And I was like, man. Eh, uh, they sounded to me like 2005, like kind of scene stuff. Okay. I don't know. Like death yeah. core-ish. Stuff. Well, so, I, I didn't listen to him too much. Yeah, I was like, either. I'm going to go hang out with Britt right. in the bar. Yeah, I kind of heard him through the other room. So. Yeah. We, well, we went to the worst venue in Seattle, a.k.a. El Corazon. <laughs> Which we have talked about before, the place where everyone can see you taking a shit at all Every, times. Yeah, and the bar is in a separate fucking room from mm. the, the Except the for the show. other bar that you can't see the stage from and yes. you can't get good sound at. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it, it, that place is a mess. But anyways, uh, this was a big show. There were a lot of people attending. So we started watching the show with the first touring band, mm -hmm. uh, Vulvadynia. True. Um, and, okay, I don't want to talk too much shit because, like, hey, this is the first night of the tour. Like, I, I assume, stuff happens. I imagine they're probably a pretty good band on recording. I didn't listen to I them didn't on recording. I didn't listen to them either, but I bet they are. But, they all seem yeah, like they were good musicians. They're, they're competent musicians, especially, like, the two guitarists on the far left and the far right were uh -huh. really good. The bassist didn't impress me much. The drummer did not hit nearly hard enough for the music they were playing. Or perhaps it was just very poorly mixed. Oh, it was mixed also mic. really poorly mixed. But like, okay, it was but dog yeah, shit the, mixed. yeah, the mix was awful. Like it was Atrocious. so bad. I was like confused mm -hmm. watching it. I was like, I can't, he I can't hear what's happening. No, like none of this makes sense. Also, the kick and snare are super loud, but mm -hmm. like I can't but, hear but any other punch. drums. But but it was like there was no bass in the kick at all. Yeah, the only bass they had click. in any yeah. of their sound was the bass drops they had that just made their shit sound like mud when they did it. Yeah, yeah. It which was really, often. Yeah, they did sounded, like three bass drops a song. Yeah, there were a lot of bass drops, which <laughs> bass drops are, are cool. They can be cool. They can be cool. Fucking Cryptopsy has a bass drop. But also, like, <laughs> this band was fucking confounding. Mm. Like, it, like, okay, so check this out. Let me paint a picture for you. Yeah. So, band sets up, and they, they were setting up for a long time. It was you about remember, 20 like, minutes. Their, their setup was super At long. Least, yeah. So they set up for a really long time, and then out come three guitar players. All of them playing more than six strings. Yes. Um, so I believe at least one of them was playing an eight string. I think it was two eights and a seven. I think, I think so. I think, I think you're they, right. The, yeah. the two guys on the left and the right had matching guitars. Yeah. I think they were the and same the, guitar. And then the other guitar player, I think, was seven. playing a seven string. Yeah. But, yeah, so they have, like, these three guitar players, and they mm. also have a bassist. The bassist is playing a ding wall with a pick. And a five-string ding wall. Five-string ding wall with a pick. And so it was like, I was confused already. I was mm -hmm. like, what the fuck tuning are they doing if that... Dude's playing a five string, yeah. and you got eight strings in... Confusing. The yes. fuck is going on? <laughs> okay. Whatever. You know, no mm -hmm. hate. But then, like, the band... It takes them a really long time to set up. They set up. It's three guitar players, a bassist, uh, a drummer, and a vocalist come out on stage, and they play one song. Yeah. And then the vocalist leaves. runs off stage. Leaves. Just, just leaves. And then they played the rest of their set with pre-recorded vocals and no vocalist. Mm -hmm. And I was so fucking confused. As it turns out, the vocalist guy was the actually the vocalist from Inferi or Inferi. Yeah, who's very good. Who's very fucking yeah. good. Mm -hmm. And but it was like the way they did it was so confusing. Like they, I didn't hear him say anything about it to the crowd. Like, no, hey, I'm no. just here for a song, or like, <laughs> or like, thanks for letting me play with y'all. Here's the leave it to you. Yeah, yeah, he just like left the stage. Yeah. And then like the the rest of their song had like just backing vocal tracks. Yeah. And occasionally one of their guitarists would sing. Occasionally. Yes. And but, the the guitar the guitar player that did the most vocalists or the most vocals was the guy on the left who actually seemed like he was a pretty good vocalist and a good guitarist. And player. a good guitarist. Oh. But like 
like I was so fucking confused. I, it actually pissed me off. Like I actually yeah, got mad yeah. watching that band because I was like, "This mix is terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what this band is doing. Yeah. Like it, I can't understand what they're doing because the mix is so bad. Mm-hmm. But also, like, why are there three guitar players? Why was there a guest vocalist for the first song? Mm-hmm. Like the crowd didn't seem to get it either because they got no. the worst reaction from the crowd of any of the bands. Oh, by far, by yeah. far. Like, like everybody was just kind of like standing there nodding, like. Confused, there was, there was like, a little pit most of the time, little, but it was only yeah. like five or ten people. Whereas, like the next band, the pit was crazy Theory? the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll get yeah, to that. But yeah. like this band, like it, it like irritated me watching it because I was just like, "What the fuck are they doing?" Like, if they're gonna use the pre-recorded vocals, like that's fine. But mm-hmm. like, why would they start with the song with the guest? Like, why wouldn't wouldn't you end with the song with the guest, or like do that so? in the middle of your set, maybe? Uh-huh. But like, or it, or really, obviously, you have one guy in the band who can do vocals. And you have three guitarists and a bassist. In in a fucking slam band. Right. And like Like, maybe have the one guitarist who does vocals only play, you know, when he needs to. Yeah. And sing the rest of the time. Maybe have him do vocals and just guitar solos. Like that's that's a solve for that problem. That would be awesome. That would be that would be sick, actually. Like Chuck Schuldner, a lot of the times when like he was there was crazy complicated stuff, he wouldn't play and he'd just sing and let the other guitarists do it. Because that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And it's chill. Like, it was just, it was super confusing. And it was, like, really off-putting. And mm-hmm. it made it hard to get into what they were doing. I feel like if they had started off, like, with a little bit better of a mix and, like, with the pre-recorded vocals, I feel like it would have been easier to... Get into it. Like, get into yeah. what they were doing. But, like, it just started off so weird. And, like, wondering where the vocalist went for the next two songs was just super distracting. Yeah, so yeah. Like, and we just kept on, like, like looking at each other, like, like, what happened to what that guy? What the fuck is but happening? Then, but then he was also manning their merch booth. Yeah. While yeah, they yeah. were singing it, and, and he said, like, I, I caught... So we very, walked by yeah, while, while the band was playing. Yeah, and, and, what, and someone was asking for a, a medium shirt, and I heard him say, I looked at him briefly, I'm like, oh, that's the vocalist from the band? And, and I heard him say, yeah, once we're done with our set, I'm going to go out to the van and get some more shirts. And I'm like... Okay. So this is your set, but I'm, I'm very confused. So I don't know if he's like going to be their vocalist from now on and he's still just learning this stuff or what. Or yeah, or what. I don't know. It was, it was so, so weird. So here's my theory behind the whole thing. Okay. This is a basically a studio band that's international. Yeah. They say they're South African, but like one of their guitars is from London or something. Yeah. I think this is like a, a band that were like maybe three or four of the guys live near each other. Um, but the and, rest do not. And the rest do not. And so they've only ever really played online before. They might have had one or two practices, but they just don't know what to do live, really. And I also think maybe the vocalist dropped out like right before the tour happened and they had to scramble instead of canceling the tour. That's possible. Yeah. Though, like, I still don't understand why you wouldn't just have one of the fucking guitars. Yeah, guitar exactly. Why That's do you the have, thing. Why would you bring three guitar players on tour? I, just, I, I don't get it. Like, I, so unless the type of unless music, you're like Iron Maiden, unless you're super melodic music where it makes sense. Yeah, but, like, when you're when everything's down-tuned mm-hmm. and, like, everybody's, like, largely playing similar riffs, if not the same riffs. Yeah. Like. It doesn't make any sense. What are we doing? Like, what? This makes uh, no sense at all. Yeah. Like. I was really confused about that band and Very like so. their, their approach to music. Like I, I also suspect that they're an internet band that has maybe not played together a lot. Like, and admittedly, like I stated this before, that this was the first night of the tour, so yeah. 
you know, they have some time to get their stuff figured out. I hope they do yeah. for their fans' sake, at least. Because, yeah, they're all um, decent musicians, at least. Yeah, they seems. seemed like they were good. Like, I could not hear any of the right, guitar solos, right. but, like, it looked like they were playing There, there cool were a couple stuff. times when they did, like, cool, like, harmony stuff. Oh, right, actually, right, you, right, right. You, yeah, I they could did, hear, they, and they, I was like, okay, yeah, they're, okay. They're definitely, like, these two guys are tight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but it was just, like, so weird. It like, what a weird thing. I I don't get that at all. But... The the show went on mm-hmm. and got so much better. Incredible. Uh, In Fury was the next band, and mm-hmm. that's a band that I've known about for a lo- for a while. I actually looked up the album of theirs that I listened to the most, mm-hmm. and it was actually from 2014. Oh wow! I didn't realize I had known about that band for that long. Yeah, I had no idea this band existed. Never heard of them before. But, uh, and... Yeah, they're like a technical melodic death metal yeah, band. That's about right. I guess they're, is how I would describe they're, them. They're interestingly they're a tech death band where basically one of their guitarists for almost all of the songs is just playing a lead the entire song, yeah. which is really cool. It is really cool. Like, he, and that and guy like, was they, great. They, yeah, like, his both, execution was... Both of the guitar players were yeah, excellent. But the guy on um, the left was like... Yeah, he was, he, his execution was and incredible. And his vocals were really well, yeah, really yeah, good as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were super good and their bassist was incredible. Their bassist blew me away. Like, like, that and, dude was and shredding. It's, he was playing a five-string dingwall. Yeah, it's rare for fingers. me to like watch a metal bassist and be like... That guy fucks, but yeah. the last two bands, yeah. both of them fucked. Yeah, really um, impressive stuff. Yeah. And like the mix was also really good for them. The mix was very good. Um, yeah, uh, surprisingly good for for Elcor Zone. Yeah, especially after how fucking terrible Boldenia uh-huh. sounded. Like yeah. I, we were, I was not expecting much after that. I was like, "Damn, no. dude!" It sounds like so. What it sounded like to me with the Boldenia or Boldenia set, I think that's how they pronounced it on stage. Mm. Um, what it sounded like to me is they they didn't bring their own sound guy because I, I also noticed yeah. like dudes in Elcor Zone like uh, merch right. were like doing sound uh-huh. for them and it didn't seem like that was the case for the other two bands mm. and so it sounded like they didn't bring their own sound guy which like bro make one of those fucking guitar players do sound and, like yeah. what are you doing and like all, why are there yeah. three guitar and players also 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 the 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 band that sucked uh, was not using in ear monitors. Which I am very convinced. The other convinced, two bands were, yeah. Yeah, the, the last two bands were. And so I'm very convinced if you play technical death metal, you're not going to play it that well unless you have in your monitors. Like, yeah. It's like metal in general. Like, we played tech death and we never used in your monitors. It was just hard to get that tight it was without hard, being yeah. able to hear everything super clearly. Yeah. Because when you're on stage, especially if you want to put on a good show and move around a lot, yeah. or even headbang, like it's hard to hear everything well all the time. It sucks. It's truly, yeah, oh. yeah. In your in your monitors are the way to go. They're when so you're fucking trying cool. to do that yeah. stuff. But yeah, Infury was fucking fantastic. They mm-hmm. were pros. And they yeah. they were so tight. It yeah. was really impressive. Yeah, I I was in the mosh pit like the entire you time. You were. I, I lost all of my jibs. You did. Uh, we found two of them. We found but, two of them. I appreciate that. But, you lost your slut jib. I did. Somewhere. I lost one of my jibs. It's cool. I'm, I'm probably if if uh, Mob Shitty has any of those left, I'm gonna uh, get another pack and give you the ones that you lost and keep the others. Right. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, also, big shout out Mob Shitty on yeah. Instagram. Amazing. I think Twitter as well. Amazing, amazing artist. Uh, makes the coolest fucking merch you'll ever see. Yeah, it's super tight. It's like hand drawn sharpie mm-hmm. designs of cool shit. Yeah, really cool shit. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, we love cool. it. Um, and then lastly, uh, Artspire, which are the headliners, and they were fucking fantastic. They, they were, I, I've seen them before. Uh, I, I hadn't, were, surprisingly. They were just as good I've as last time. I've loved them last time. for years. Yeah. Um, they were exactly as good as I thought they'd be, and I yeah. thought they would be perfect, and they were. They were, like, 
album perfect. The, it was I mean, nuts. They were so tight. Like, it was crazy. I was expecting to be blown away, but especially watching Oliver and Jeremy, their vocalist and bassist respectively, pull off what they do on the albums, mm-hmm. especially since Jeremy has only been with the band since I think 2017 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he's a pretty new member comparatively because the band's been around since like 2009 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like he plays the stuff perfectly from every album. Uh, the the thing that really, really fucking blew me away was when they played Involuntary Doppelganger. Oh yeah. The vocals, the vocals on, that on that song are insane. Are insane. It's insane. basically like, He's rapping in like 16th notes. It's fucking in 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 gutturals. gutturals. In gutturals. And like watching him do that live, I was just like, you can see his beard vibrate with his mouth. And it's like, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. He's so impressive. He's he's literally, he is is the best death metal vocalist of all time. I think without it. Like in terms of raw technical skill. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Yes. You know, Artistically, I would say Lord Worm, but when it comes down to just raw technical skill, Oliver is the fucking best of all time. He's, he's, he's incredible. Incredibly impressive. Yeah. That band just overall is incredibly impressive. Like it's, it was super rad to see them like they were perfect. Yeah. And it's, it, it was rad. It's it's watching five of the best death metal musicians in the world who mm-hmm. happen to be a band. Yeah, and have happened to be a band for like the last thirteen years, which is crazy to me. Yeah, it is. It is really fucking. And they crazy. happened to replace one of the best death metal bassists in the world with another one of the best death metal bassists in the world, and they were both local. Yeah, that's I want to know nuts, what the fuck man. is going on in Vancouver, BC, because they're just like breeding the world's best death metal bassists. Them and Montreal. It's yeah, it's fucking Canada. Insane. It's a Canada thing. Canada, it's Canada. What's up with Canada? Like these sick fucking death metal bassists. Canada and six string bassists. Uh, there's uh-huh. some weird correlation or causation, maybe. Maybe Possibly. it's something in the water. Yeah, or maybe like they're just there was a lot of those guys, and so now there's a lot of imitators for those guys. You know, maybe. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm trying to think. Was there like an original heroic Canadian like six string bass player that everyone's following? Because I can't think of one. Yeah, I don't know. Like all of the the like really good death metal bass player heroes from days of yore are like mm-hmm. Danish and shit. Yeah, you know? that's true. Wow. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's wild shit. It uh, is. But yeah, it was a hell of a show. Hell really of a show. Fun. We loved it. Really we fun. Loved it. Really enjoyed watching all that shit. Oh yeah. Great bands. Great times. Oh boy. Uh, but yeah, I uh, actually listened to Inferi's most recent album today, and I liked it. It's really good. It's very Excellent. technical. Nice. It's very melodic. Excellent. Yeah. It's good stuff. It sounds pretty goth. Uh, you know, maybe it is a little goth. Hell yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah. Beneath the weeping moon, it's goth news. Goth news, goth news for cool dudes. Oh boy, lots of goth news this week. What? In a recent interview with Metal Injection, rad goth dude and former Marilyn Manson guitarist John Five finally revealed why he beat up Marilyn Manson on stage in 2003. Oh, yeah. According to Mr. Five, quote, Mm -hmm. I was in Europe and I was coming down the stairs off a stage after a concert and they told me my sister died. And I was in a state of shock. You just go into a state of shock. And here's the strange thing that happened to me. I didn't sleep for days and days and days. It was just the strangest thing. I just 
wasn't tired. And I remember going to the band members' rooms going, I can't sleep. I just can't sleep. I haven't slept in two days or three days, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, fast forward to the show. Now, what Marilyn did, which Marilyn like basically like ran up to him and kneed him in the face, which I think is inexcusable. However, he says, now what Marilyn did, that happened all the time. (laughs) He didn't do anything wrong. I just snapped. It was weird. Uh, I went nuts. uh I didn't even remember. I just snapped. And I feel terrible watching it now because it really was my fault. Damn, dude, that's really heavy. John Five seems like such a nice person. I know. Like, yeah, especially because uh, Marilyn Manson has since been revealed as a sex predator and abuser. Yeah, just an so overall he absolutely bad fucking deserved it. So I don't, yeah. I don't really agree with John Five here because he said that far well, like very recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So fuck Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson's not goth. But John Five, very goth, extremely goth. As long as he's not a sex abuser. No, I'm pretty sure he's a. I think he seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Um, goth obituaries following up on a story we reported a few months ago Sylvia Lancaster mother of Sophie Lancaster a British girl beaten to death for dressing like a goth in 2007 has also passed shit's fucked bummer as fuck totally sucks RIP to both Sophie and Sylvia goth and goth mom we love you and finally in goth news Goth patriarch and founder of Papa John's, John Schnatter, has been ordered by a magistrate to pay legal fees associated <laughs> with missing texts that were subpoenaed in relation to his departure from the company in 2018 in a lawsuit brought against him by his former company. Schnatter stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America, causing their stock to fall 30%. Then he used the N-word during a conference call. So there, there was something else that happened at the show. <laughs> there was something else that happened at the show. Okay, let me paint a picture, right? Brit, and I, Brit and I went into the bar during mm, Volvedania's set. I want to just set this painting on fire. <laughs> because we were confused and frustrated by yeah. their... Bad set. Yes, and sorry sound, guys. Sound set. Sorry guys. Sorry guys. It might it be a great band, yeah. but we'll never know. Yeah, we we, we won't know. <laughs> sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went into the bar and we were hanging out. We got some drinks mm-hmm. and we were sitting. We, we 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 got a table, which the bar started filling up pretty quickly after we got in there. I think a lot of other people were also feeling similarly about mm-hmm. their performance. Yeah. Um, but we got a table and the bar started filling up and we were standing at our table, kind of looking at our phones and talking. Mm-hmm. And then. Someone approached you. Yeah, and uh, he's like, uh, I Des- was, I "Describe was, him for us." Well, first I'll describe myself. So okay. I, I decided to go to the show. Um, you know, I used to do sex work. I've talked about it on this program before. I know that for sure because that's how my parents found out I used to do sex work. Fun, uh, not that's fun. another story. No, <laughs> that was not. I'm never gonna tell that one. I'll just leave that be. Um, okay. So all right. Um. You know, I've done sex work before. I've done a lot of camming stuff. You know, you record the stuff on cam, put it on sites and stuff. So I've made, you know, connections and money through a variety of sites. And uh, in as much, I was once sent a um, uh, – or a person I was working with was sent a a Pornhub hoodie and sweatpants set. 
Nice. Which uh, they gave they gave to me because it didn't fit them. So, and uh, I wear it every now and again because it's funny and stupid and edgy. Mm. And uh, I don't. It is that. I don't wear it as a conversation piece, really. Like sure some, you sometimes don't. I'll get like nice, you know, nice hoodie or something. And I'm like, yeah, dog, <laughs> fucking porn. Porn yep. rocks. Everyone likes porn. Right? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Porn, porn rocks. Yeah, porn rocks. Um, but. I feel like every time you say porn rocks, like somebody should do a guitar solo somewhere. Absolutely. <laughs> or a guitar solo. Oh, yeah. There um, you go. So my worst fear wearing this outfit happened. Uh, and some guy comes up and he's like, hey, hey, that's nice. Where'd you get that? I'm like, I got to, you know, I used to do some sex work stuff. Um no, no, no. That's not what happened. Yeah. He came up to you and he said, uh, he said, that's cool that you're repping the merch. Oh, yeah. Or something like that. He was uh, like, it's cool you're repping the merch. And you were like, what? And he's like, you're repping the merch. Mm. And he walked up to you closer. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, yeah. And this guy's like cool. kind of a, a shorter guy. He's wearing uh-huh. he's wearing these fucking like big cargo pants with he like a like, dumb design he on them. It looks like he would work at Hot Topic. Yeah, definitely. Or, huge like, Hot, Hot Topic, Topic or like FedEx or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, FedEx store. Yeah. Yeah, FedEx definitely. store. Or like an AT&T store. Like yeah. that like yeah. our friend the hat. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Uh-huh. Definitely AT&T store big energy. Sprint, AT&T big energy. Sprint store energy. <laughs> big Cricket Mobile energy there. <laughs> Um, Metro PCS, Boost Mobile. Oh, yeah. Let's keep naming them. Uh, no, anyways, like so, this dude he comes up, he's like, "Cool, you're repping the merch," and you're like, "What? And, yeah, okay, thanks." And it's cool. He like asked me where he got where I got it. And I'm like, you know, I used to do stuff. You were you said something along the lines of like, yeah, they they send them to you if you. Yeah, yeah. If you, you make know. money on there. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and it, But you kept it like really brief. You're like, exactly. yeah, they, they I, I, I tried to, to def- deflect the conversation, You obviously. definitely did. And I kept on trying to deflect the conversation. And, and so then was, the next so, time... Well, no, I, no, no, hold on, hold yeah. on. You were like, yeah, they, they send it to you if you make money on there. And then he was like, how did you make money on there? And then you were like, you like looked at me and you're all like, come on. I was like, well, Britt, how did you make money on there? And I'm there? like, you know, and, I'm, and I was like, you know, do stuff with partners or whatever fucking uh-huh. and I'm just like trying to get him to go away like uh-huh. give him a brick wall here because yeah. I don't want to talk about yeah. this with Meanwhile, a stranger this dude is like he's like everything you respond to he's like digging deeper and deeper I know and he's like, I'm like he's I'm, asking you these questions getting really specific why, getting closer to you yeah yeah and, and so, getting really and so specific. I, I tried to deflect him with a joke and I'm like you know do stuff with partners and he's like oh I hope there's like consent there or something like that no no no, no. I you had made a, a comment about something no, and I uh, had, I made a comment about consent oh oh yeah and I said well you know what they say no no face no case which is <laughs> which is a funny lo- is a, that is definitely a joke it's a joke obviously <laughs> obviously and and he he like took it super seriously and was like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> no, I mean, mostly I just did fucking like, and I actually told the truth at this point. And I so regret it because I'm like, yeah. you know, mostly I just did like degradation shows. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, fucking weird old perverts pay me to like jerk off in front of them and tell them how I'm going to like fuck their wife or whatever. It's like, you know, it's old mm-hmm. closeted gay Republican dudes who want to mm-hmm. see a dude with a bunch of tattoos fucking jerk off in front of them and tell them how gay they are. I mean, it's, 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 it's a niche. It's a, it's a niche, but you know, it makes money. And, um, he kept on <laughs> fucking digging. He yeah, was, he kept it's like, Oh, well, well that, what's that about? And I'm like, dude, Oh my God, what is going on? <laughs> uh, 
And there was like, and the band had ended, so there wasn't a good excuse to be mm -hmm. like, and I still had a drink in my hand that was half done, uh -huh. so I couldn't leave the bar. Uh -huh. I couldn't go back to the stage. Like, there was no escaping this guy. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I could not let like, me escape. So I was just standing there laughing, like, just giggling <sighs> at everything that's happening because Brit seems very uncomfortable. I wasn't, I don't get uncomfortable easily. You don't. You especially don't. when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah, unless so like, it's a stranger <laughs> who I don't want to talk to. Just constantly egging me. I'm like, dude, come on. Like, dude, it was a weird night for people coming up and talking to us. Cause oh. like I had, I had people come up and talk to me as well. We, there was, there was a couple people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually like right before that, there was a guy who came up and talked to us. Um, and yeah, he, yeah. and he, like, he came up and he's like, Hey, are you from the internet? Might yeah, be a weird yeah. question. Yeah. And, you know, he called you out on your, uh, your fucking, uh, yeah. meme account. And then I introduced myself. I'm like, oh, I'm Doug Vorbis. And he's like, oh. I'm like, oh, that's how I know you don't follow his stories, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, uh, I, my face is on his story twice a week, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, but yeah, it was a weird night for people coming up and talking to us. Another guy like came up and talked to me about Deftones because I was wearing this Deftones shirt. Uh, two and... people asked you about Deftones. Oh, that's true. Yeah, two people asked if you were going to the concert because they wanted to tell you they were going to the concert. Yeah. They cost 200 bucks. Yeah, it's really expensive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this dude kept digging. It was super uncomfortable. It was super funny. I thought it was hilarious, and I was laughing the whole time. I mean, in retrospect, but then I was like, then I was Jesus like, Christ. all right, Brit, Infurious playing. Let's go. And you were like, oh, thank fucking god. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like slamming my beer, and it's pouring out of my nose. Uh -huh. like, it's just carbonating uh -huh. through my face. And yeah. Like... Uh, pretty good. Uh, you love uncomfortable strangers. We hate uncomfortable strangers. Yeah. Haven't you heard? You're an uncomfortable stranger. Yeah. Oh. Haven't you heard? Do you remember that song, Beautiful Stranger? On the, I think it was on the Austin Powers 2, the Spy Who Shagged Me soundtrack. Right. I want to say that yeah. sounds right. Yeah, sounds that sounds about right. Maybe the first one. I'm not sure. My brother owned my brother owned the first Austin Powers soundtrack and like wow. played it until it disintegrated. That's so cool. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> the uh, the only thing cool. uncooler is how much he played the Drew Carey Show soundtrack. <laughs> Uh, to the point where I can sing word for word uh -huh. both of the theme songs to the Drew Carey show. Wow. Yeah, Moon Over Parma and Cleveland Rocks. Wow. Ohio, 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 Ohio. You've got, you've got the, the knowledge. I've Speaking the of power. the knowledge. The knowledge. Would you be willing to hit us with a bucket fact? I would love to hit us with a bucket fact. Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. Today, we're going to talk about perhaps Buckethead's shortest lived project, Moonraker. Oh. Moonraker is a one-night, one-show band comprised of Buckethead, uh -huh. vocalist Mike Patton, oh. and DJ Flair. Nice. Buckethead has been familiar with Mike Patton for a long time, going back into the late 80s or early 90s. The Deli Creeps opened up for Patton's band, Mr. Bungle, several times, uh, in San Francisco. <laughs> More like Mr. Butthole. Yeah, Mr. Bunghole. <laughs> I actually made that meme. <laughs> nice. Yeah, with Beavis. <laughs> That's or good. Butthead. No, Beavis, sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, so Mr. Bungle several times uh, in the early 90s in San Francisco, and the two were connected through several friends of the music scene, most specifically John Zorn, on whose music label Buckethead was for several years. On June 13th, 1998, Mike Patton, Buckethead and DJ Flair played a one hour set at the knitting factory in New York city. What resulted nice. is a truly interesting and avant-garde live album that is only available digitally online. 
Bucket is especially effects-laden on this project, and Mike Patton plays electronics himself, as well as handling, handling uh, heavily um, effects-laden vocal duties, while DJ Flair does scratching, sets beats, and generally does really cool DJ stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Buckethead, unfortunately, would never collaborate with Mike Patton again, but he would work with DJ Flair on some stuff with his uh, project with Brian Mantia, El Stew. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, this album is a bit of a challenging listen. Tell me why. It's live avant-garde jamming. Okay. Uh, that be- sounds difficult. Between an avant-garde vocalist, an avant-garde guitarist, and the guy who played turntables for uh, Third Eye Blind. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's dumb and awesome. I love it. it this gave me an idea. What about an Avant Olive Garden? Ooh. Oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> right? It's like uh, there might be unlimited soup and breadsticks. Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let us know what you come up with. Yeah. I mean, yeah. free soup, salad, and breadsticks, but a salad could really be anything, right? Oh, a salad is... Anything that okay, a it's salad a mix of anything. A, a salad is a mix of things in with a, a bowl dressing. with a dressing. Yeah, that's all a salad is. Hell yeah, you know, and it, that can be anything. Fucking egg salad, potato salad. Mm-hmm. You got a cucumber salad. I love a great cucumber salad. Love like a cucumber salad. Shit, man, with a yeah. bunch of dill and shit. Oh my yeah. god, hell yeah. Um, fucking yeah. There's so many goddamn chicken salad, mm-hmm. tuna salad, cob salad. Oh, Cobb salad is like the oldest man shit. I remember <laughs> when um, I used to have a fucking – when I worked at Whole Foods, I was uh, mm-hmm. running their, their fresh pack operation, which is like all the stuff on like the refrigerated wall or whatever. So totally. So they like buy to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the grab and go. Uh, yeah. And so uh, like, you know, I was in charge of like all the pre-made salads and stuff and like menu setting and whatever. Mm-hmm. And my boss at the time, who was the dumbest motherfucker I ever worked with. <laughs> This guy named Farron Lining, what? who is the densest, dumbest piece of shit that I've ever <laughs> oh my fucking met I love in my that. life. Please tell me why. I, I gotta uh, know. This dude was just like, I mean, first off, he was a piece of shit motherfucker. Yes, like, sev- I several love of, it. Several of my friends that worked at Whole Foods before uh-huh. transferred to the store. And what he did is he would offer them a job. And they would assume, because they've been working for the company for several years, mm-hmm. that they'd come in and have the same wage. But- Farron would start them at the starting wage of twelve fifty an hour, even if they made $20 an hour over in Baltimore. What? For the same fucking company doing the same fucking job. Dude, that's bullshit. It's so man. bullshit. He fucked over so many of my friends. That sucks. And it, yeah, like, I hate that man. But, uh, and he was also fucking terrible with financials, though, even though he ripped people off. I was like, how can, how can you, he almost got fired because he was so bad at financials. And he eventually did get fired because he like fucked up Thanksgiving royally, apparently. Eh, like he nice. royally fucked up like a hundred people's Thanksgiving meals. That rocks. Which is awesome. I love yeah. when like someone incompetent just fucks up in a big way. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that guy though. Um, Definitely. so, uh, what was, what was my fucking point about this? I don't, I don't know. I don't even remember what I was ranting about. Uh, you were working at Whole Foods. Oh, you were yeah, working, I was working for a piece of uh, shit uh, motherfucker. Yeah. And the, the fresh pack wall salad. So Cobb salad, this guy, Try to convince me for like three months. He's like, oh, you got to put Cobb salad on the wall. Everyone loves Cobb salad. Like people <laughs> buy Cobb salad and like, and I'm like, I, I don't, I just don't think, I mean, this is, 
basically the only people who shop here are people who work for Amazon and none of them is over 45. Mm-hmm. They're not, I don't think they're going <laughs> to buy Cobb salad fare. And it's like, yeah, you should just do it. I'm like, listen, I have to boil eggs. I have to cook bacon. I have to like Cobb salad is a fucking undertaking. And mm-hmm. eventually I'm like, fine, you keep asking me, I'll do it. We sold one Cobb salad in a month out of 120 we made. Jesus Christ. We made 30 a fucking week and we sold one <laughs> out of 120 of them. It was probably that guy. It that was probably it. fair. And he's like, oh, well, I'll show him. I'm going to eat Cobb salad for a while. Yeah. They, hey, Britain, great job with the Cobb salad. Every, it's popular. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up, idiot. No, it isn't. Jesus. So <laughs> I have a serious thing against Cobb salad. All right. That was an interesting aside. Was I still on a... <laughs> yeah, you're still on a bucket back, bro. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, Is that it for bucket fact? That's actually it for... All well, right. Uh, uh, it's just a challenging album to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> what did we... Okay. Hey, welcome to the 80th episode I'm of so, Bucket Cast. I'm sorry. I'm struggling. I got like three hours <laughs> of sleep last night, so I am in a different place. Like... <laughs> Like halfway through my story about salad, I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> why am I talking about the worst boss I ever had? <laughs> oh, Cobb salad. Thanks, Britain. Of course. Of back course. on track, baby. Back on track. Speaking of back on track, we listened to three pikes this week. We as did. We do. Uh, Attic Garden? Uh, Pike 238. Oh, yeah. The Mermaid Stairwell. Pike 239. And Chart. Pike 240. Yeah. Holy shit. Holy shit. These were some good pikes. Yeah, these were some good pikes. Speaking Mm -hmm. of, Mm -hmm. Pike 238, Attic Garden. Attic Garden was awesome. It is, but when was it released? Uh, Oh, yeah. Attic Garden was released on November 21st, 2016, just four days after uh, Five Blocks, the previous pike. And yes, this album rocks. It is a a sick, techie metal album. Mm Mm-hmm. And it has a bunch of weird ideas and mm-hmm. cool riffs. Yep. It sounds rad. Like, I, I, like if this was released with, like, death metal vocals on it, I feel like yeah. a lot of people would be into it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was into it without yeah, any same. vocals at all. Same. Like, I'm just saying, like, it could oh. make a big splash, I think, mm-hmm. like, this sort of stuff. It's pretty rad. It's, it's pretty super fun. rad. Yeah. So it's, um, I mean, there's a lot in here. Like, the first song is, like, a march and mm-hmm. then it turns into a prog metal song. Fucking, it has cool guitar runs through it. I fucking yeah. loved that. There was just mm-hmm. like mini solos. He did a lot of stuff here that mm-hmm. I'd never heard him do before on this album. Yeah. Which is really cool. Like he Mini he, solos. Yeah, yeah mini was, solos. He, mix, he mix, mixed up production a lot. Mm-hmm. Like what he did on this album was like new. And like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say, I think this so far is the best pike of the 200s. Interesting. I, I, that's a that's a. There bold was a claim. really good one There's last been week. Really good um, bikes in the 200s. There like, have, but this this is I think the only one. I went back through my notes and there was a couple that I said would be like top twenty or like top ten mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, but this is the first one in the 200s. I'm sure is in my top ten bikes. Yeah, it's a really fucking good bike. Like mm-hmm. I I also agree. I marked uh, I marked a couple couple of uh, fire emojis next to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this is. No, this is rad. What I really liked about it too is like how incredibly dynamic it was. On almost mm-hmm. every song, it would have like these ripping metal parts, and then it would just do like an ambient electric guitar part in the middle of the song, and they were mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, even though that happened almost every song, it never got old because he kept on switching it up in interesting ways. Like mm-hmm. on the last song when he did that, 
there was like it was a part that just basically sounded like uh, the instrumental to "Falling Away from Me" by Corn, and <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, like it was okay. a super chorus guitar mm-hmm. and like a really heavy drum groove and bass. Yeah, uh, I mean, it didn't sound like Corn because the bass was good, but um, <laughs> you know, it, uh, same yeah. idea. Less click, yes, less click, less click pool. Oh, 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 fieldy pilled. Uh, we haven't we haven't uttered that yet. That's I don't think that should. Let's be a get thing. fieldy pilled. Mm. I think that's what's what's going to happen when we meet up with uh, Andrew again to talk about Fieldy's dreams. Oh, perhaps, yeah, a legendary mm. album, absolutely legendary. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to uh, Life Was Peachy. Yeah, podcast. great show. Love yeah, to, we love, love it. to see it. Um, yeah, no, this, this pike is great. I, I, I don't think there's a lot of really interesting discussion to come from us gushing about it. It's yeah. good. You should listen to it. Yeah. Especially it's if you it's one listen of the, the pikes. It's one of the best pikes. One of the up. best pikes. It's 30 minutes and 18 seconds long. It's mm-hmm. like perfect. I loved almost every second of it. There were no decisions where I was like, bucket head. Yeah. What are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, it was, uh, it fucked. It's yeah. straight up fucked. Okay. So speaking of fucked or not fucked or something like that mm. what misconception you had as a teenager is this album oh that's an interesting question i know right because like i think we were all wrong about some things oh you know what um the misconception i had as a teenager i think this album is is men and women mm-hmm. like to be treated differently <laughs> Because that's not the case. No. You, don't, you don't treat men like men and women like women. You treat people like people. That's true. It's actually something I surprisingly didn't learn until probably in my mid-20s or something. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, early 20s. Yeah. Was, yeah. You know. Uh, 23, actually, I think is exactly what I learned. 23 and me. That's what it's all 20, about. 23 and me. I actually have a yeah. joke about that later. Wow. Insane. Wow. Yeah. Bucket jokes are leaking. Hell we yeah. love that. So is my anus. Yeah. Nice. I, I ate some fucking burritos from city market last bro, night. bro that's the shit i was dealing with in the show i told you remember when i got to the show yeah. yesterday and i was like look i ate this indian food earlier no, no, and it's like up, i might need to, to leave today i sat down on the toilet and i like farted water and just like <laughs> that was it it was like i farted water for 20 seconds and i was done it was fucking that sounds great man no I, I farted burrito water dog <laughs> city, city market 99 cent beef and bean burrito water <laughs> Uh, <laughs> farted burrito water is the name of the episode. <laughs> farted burrito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, this this album was definitely not a wet burrito fart. <laughs> no, uh, neither was not. the next album. No. The next album was pretty cool, too. Uh, Pike 239, The, the Mermaid Stairwell, Stairwell, released on November 25th, 2016, just four days after. Uh, um, I'm sorry, six days after Attic Garden. This is an average pike, I would say. It is not it's super not good. Bad. It is not it's super not bad. Great. It's it is an average. Pretty pike. cool. Pretty diverse. It's um, it's like half like melodic, like ambient guitar stuff, and then half like kind of bluesy rock. You know, the thing is though, almost over the entire album is mm-hmm. either a lead or a solo, and it's like a bluesy solo it's for like true. most of the time. And mm-hmm. there's honestly only so much I can take of a 30 minute long guitar solo. Mm-hmm. I love Buckethead. Yeah. But I like I like it when he stops playing a solo and does some cool riffs sometimes. Yeah. Or does a really cool beautiful melodic section. Mm-hmm. But like this is just obviously he made a bunch of backing tracks and then he soloed over them. 
hike done. It is definitely that. Which is cool, but it is cool. But because of that, it it is in around an average pike. You know, I would, it's, yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah, it's an average it's, pike. It's it's, it's I, not bad. It's not bad. It's not no. great though. It doesn't I mean reach reach nearly the heights of any song, I think, on Pike two thirty eight. I mean, the thing to keep in mind when, mm. when we're discussing this sort of stuff here, our taste in the pikes, we prefer the more experimental, yeah. the more technical, Absolutely. the more riffy ones. Right. And and I say definitely there's a pike for everybody. This is true. This, and pike, I, I, this pike is for someone. Mm-hmm. It, I don't think it's for us, but yeah. I do think it's a solid average pike. Right? Like it is good. Mm-hmm. It is not in the bad list by any right. means. No, we're, we're not of exactly the same mindset as Jordan Vine. Where true. Buckethead is infallible. He has made bad pikes, straight up. We've said well, as much. Well, actually, you know, the premonitions are flying wildly today because we actually have a Jordan Vine comment that goes a little deeper into his lore today. Interesting. Uh, I must have missed this one. And because... in which in which he discusses which pikes he likes the best. So really, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll um, talk about that. You mean which pikes he likes the greatest and yeah. best? Of all time, I love it when we when we do it together for emphasis. It's really great. Oh yeah, it's, it's I think it's really yeah. selling his original vision. Absolutely, I, um, I like to believe it's the left and right side of his brain yelling. Yeah, at the, once. Yeah, at once. Um, the brain screaming out in the the cold night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Um. Yeah. This. Uh. I really liked uh, the track two on here. Mm-hmm. Dancing Sparkles. It's yeah, a, I like that one too. A weird funky jam that's largely just drums and bass, but um, there's like a solid riff in there while Buckethead kind of just solos around there. It's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, the latter I, half of the this album is, I think, kind of where it lost me a little bit. I think mm-hmm. the first half I, I enjoyed, you know, because of its diversity and right. like um, just the, the vibe I mean, of it. And then the latter half is more traditional, like, Blues rock slash melodic guitar rock. Right. Uh, I kind of liked uh, track three, Ferry Boat. It was like a ballad, which is not my favorite type of Buckethead song, especially because it was like a soloing ballad. Um, and it's it's nice, uh, but it's just kind of one big jam. But he did use a lot of melodic minor on it, and it made it sound like a pirate song, which I did kind of enjoy nice. a lot. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I, melodic minor, okay. Especially E melodic minor and B melodic That's minor. That's what I was going to say. B minor is the pirate key. E, it's the pirate key. E, e, well, E E natural minor, though. Yeah, yeah, that, e, that's e a very natural minor, key, but like B melodic B, minor. B melodic yeah. minor is in, or B B natural minor as well, but like yeah. just B minor in general, mm. extremely piratey key. It yeah. just it's just sound. It just has that pirate sound. Mm. Yeah, the 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 B and then the D, especially together, super mm. fucking piratey. So piratey, love it. Every not every, but a lot of Running Wild, famous pirate metal band. A mm-hmm. lot of their songs B minor. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. Oh yeah, I imagine the rest are. E minor, or Probably. or maybe A major. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I don't know, but definitely E minor, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I mean, uh, let's uh, let's ask some weird questions about this one. Sure. Um, what do you got? What? Ooh, what annoying to wash dish is this album, or dish or utensil or tool? Gosh. Um, I mean, it's not quite as annoying as I'd say, like a, uh, a whisk. I I think it's a matcha whisk specifically. 
Are those the really small ones? They, so oh no, those are the ones that are like the little yeah, wooden yeah, ones. The, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're 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 oh. dif- they're difficult to wash, but they're not super difficult. They're just or, really fragile. Or maybe so one of those really weird careful. like ball whisks. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I, I fucking yeah. hate those things. Yeah, those, Washing those yeah, the, the bar ones. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are Ugh. dog shit. Hate yeah. them. Yeah, like uh, oh, I think a, I think a whisk, but also there are other annoying to wash dishes like like a. Uh, if you have like a food processor, washing the blades for that is always really annoying. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. You know what? You know what I used to think was super annoying to wash, but is actually pretty easy is uh, the Vitamix. Yeah. If you rinse it out right after you use it, it's pretty easy. That's the thing, and yeah. uh, that's what you're supposed to do. Is mm-hmm. you're not even supposed to like rinse it in the sink or anything. You're supposed to put hot water in it, put a drop of soap, and just put it on its highest setting. And it washes itself. It's amazing. There you go. It's yeah. basically a little autochlor. Hell yeah. It's fucking yeah. rad. It's fucking um, rad. Oh, yeah. Great hail corporate to autochlor there. Yeah, right. The fucking, <laughs> the, the, I think I think probably the biggest contractor for like dishwashing machines in mm-hmm. America. Very Commercial. Much, very much like, it very much, uh, I almost brought this up during the McDonald's ice cream conversation, but mm-hmm. autochlor is much in the same way. If you're not familiar with what an autochlor yeah. is, it's basically like uh, the commercial dishwasher that everyone uses. Mm-hmm. And well, so... So the newest one, I don't know if you know about this at all, but they mm. do have kind of a thing where their soaps will only hook up to their machines now. Oh, yeah. That's oh. – yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you, you can make it work. You can. You can make it work. I made it work, let me right. just say. But, but I mean, yes, they're, it's they're, designed they're, Their technology yeah. is getting way better to where it's almost impossible now. Yeah, that sucks. Right. Like, uh, autoclore is one of those things where, like, if you work in a restaurant and the autoclore goes down – you're fucked. You, you're fucked. You the, have, the to, get, you have to, to get yeah. one of the dudes to come out to fix it. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to. There's not really yeah. a, a way around it. Yep. And uh, it's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Autoclore. Weird. Fuck autoclore. Yeah. yeah. Terrible company. I mean, the, the machines themselves, though, are tight. Some of them are great. Some yeah. of them, I mean. I mean, it's just like, it's cool to wash dishes that fast. It like, is. It's, I love pretty fucking a fast-ass dishwasher. They're, they're really fast. That is really fun. But, um. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. That's what I got. You got another question? Let's do another question. Uh, what do you got? Another question for Mermaid Stairwell? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what What the fuck would a mermaid stairwell be? Oh, that's... that's uh, mm, Like, does the... Okay. Okay, I got to ask a question here. Does a mermaid... Do mermaids have pussies? <laughs> I mean, they got to piss somehow, right? Fish piss, right? Don't fish piss? Do fish I don't, piss? I don't know. I don't think fish piss. Wow. We, we are way out of our depth here. So, uh, hey, Siri, do fish piss? <laughs> do fish piss? Uh, fish have kidneys, which produce urine huh. containing ammonium, phosphorus, urine, uh-huh. and nitrous waste. Yeah, fish piss. <laughs> wow, fish piss. Uh, so I was thinking, like, maybe it's like the part of the scales that lead down to the the genital area. Oh, so it's it's a it's like mermaid stairwell. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Hey, like like hey, a like a like a what's it called on the dudes with the the hair the oh the, the trail, trail tail the half trail, trail or yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. I shave it all off, so I don't know. I don't know hair terms anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I've mean, I've heard people I've heard hair. people say that before. It's a weird one, mm-hmm. but people would be saying it. People do. So be I, that's it. what I think. That's what I think a mermaid stairwell is. That's, like the, it's a term. It's a term. It is a term. Pike two forty chart. Yeah, or, or, or possibly pronounced chart. We don't know. True. I mean, that would probably be an S-H. Excuse me, an S-H, right? Yeah, but you could pronounce shirt that way. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, released on December 1st, 2016, just six days after The Mermaid Stairwell. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah. separated into three long tracks. Chart, Granite uh-huh. Track, 
and glowing gate. Uh-huh. Uh, this bike is all right. It is all right. I really like the first song. It's uh-huh. a killer speed metal song. Yeah. Last two songs, underwhelming. Underwhelming. Yeah, this is an average bike. Mm-hmm. It's an average bike. It is yep. neither super good or super bad. It is kind of in the middle somewhere. Yeah. If if the whole pike was like the first song, it would definitely be above average. Uh, yeah, the I would first agree. Song is like the first a, song is really sick. It's like a cool speed metal song, but it's a very different approach to speed metal because like a lot of it is in major keys, I which is that. very rare. So it's like a, a very, very melodic speed metal song, which you don't hear yeah. a lot of, and it's great. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Yeah. Um, Man, remember that band? Um, uh, what the fuck are they called? The the brutal death band that plays in major keys. Oh, um, you're talking fucking uh, not Dillinger Escape Plan. Uh, Between the Buried and Me. No, oh. no, no, no. They're like an actual like brutal death band playing oh. major keys. Maybe they I made that know. album Elvenifris. Uh, oh, oh, Elvenifris. Oh, uh, I Fall Do Off. No, Is that no, no. You're close though. I, I thought I Fall Do Off did Elvenifris. No. Lycathia Flame. Oh, Lycathia. Okay, yeah. Lycathia Flame. They're, which is basically the same band, I think, right? No, no, no. Totally different people. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Yeah, no, but I, big recommendation. If you ever mm-hmm. want to hear, like, death metal mm-hmm. in major keys, check out Elvenifris by Lycathia Flame. Hell of a record. Really wild take on metal. Yeah, it's been um, a long time since I listened to it, but we were both real big into that, like, 15, oh, yeah. 12 years De- ago or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Like. Yeah. Around that time, around like the no. 2009 to 2011 around the same, area. same time, we were both into like Shy Halud and Afel Duas, well. yeah, and Afel Duas, yeah, and bands like that, Palace and all that shit. Yeah, um, but yeah, big big shout out there. Not that that it necessarily sounds like this stuff, but the idea of like major keys in traditionally minor genres, minor or completely pentatonic, oh, yeah, or, or like chromatic, yeah, chromatic. You know, yeah, you yeah. know, a lot of death metal is chromatic and. Mm-hmm. I think that comes with the territory. So, like, putting that, re- recontextualizing that type of music with a major key is really interesting. It is. I think it's, it's an interesting take that, like, a surprising few bands have done. Yeah, so, right? Like, like it's, it's uh, not a super common thing. Carnage has done a couple things and, like, super major keys. I would say, stuff. like, a, a, a stronger candidate even than that is actually a band you just mentioned, Shai Halud, which is That's o- true. often a lot of their mm-hmm. stuff is in major keys. And They're, Between the Buried and Me, Colors me, is, like, yeah. entirely major keys. So totally. They, great. They're... They're an interesting band. They're they a mix are. of a lot of different things. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of their newest stuff. I'm really not either. But Colors and Colors, the follow-up to yeah. that was really I, I really like the Alaska as well. Mm. It's a really good Alaska's record. Alaska's all right. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Not my yeah. favorite. But. but pretty good stuff. But uh, yeah, this bike's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a vibe. It is. It's an all right bike. Probably my least favorite of the week. I'd also say it's an average bike. Uh, first song's the best. Second song's all right. Third mm-hmm. song is kind of boring. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, third song is just like, it's a very regular Buckethead alt metal, which is not my favorite genre. And so when he kind of defaults to that, I'm like, oh, Buckethead. Like, I'd, I'd actually probably prefer like his blues rock to his, to his fucking alt metal ballads. Defaults that band that did that song, I wasted my time, yeah. wasted my time. I think so, yeah. That song's fucking great. Do you remember that mu- that that commercial from around that time where it was like a, uh, I think it was like a commercial for like a cell phone or like a uh, one of the cell phone carriers where it was like a guy hanging out with a girl and he was like, oh, I can set my ringtone to be whatever I want for whoever calls me. Mm-hmm. And then she calls him and then the song that plays is I'm wasting my time. 
by default. And she was like, gets mad at him and leaves. And it's like, it'd be way funnier if it was like cannibal corpses fucked with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I would agree. Yeah. yeah that'd be pretty, pretty or, good. or just I come blood. Oh yeah. Th- there come, you go. I come blood. Yeah. I come blood. Pretty good. Um, so yeah, speaking of coming blood, what's this dumb conspiracy theory that's this album? That's an interesting question. Um, yeah, or or a disproven conspiracy theory that is this album. Gosh, I'm trying to think of all the nutty, nutty stuff. There's a lot of nutty, nutty stuff. I'm trying to like the thing is like I mostly pay attention to like conspiracy theories that actually end up being true. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, the conspiracy theory uh, th- this album is, is uh, Epstein killed himself. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I think that's uh, untrue. <laughs> I see. I uh, see. Yeah, that's pretty good. I would say this is uh, chemtrails. Chemtrails are funny. Chemtrails are very funny. It just, it, it. It lacks an understanding of like anything, like of sci- like the most basic scientific science, so yeah. knowledge we've had for like yeah. eighty years now. Yeah, like it's it's some fuddy duddy bullshit. Chemtrails mm-hmm. are super funny, super funny. Yeah, people that believe in chemtrails are dude. It's oh, you know what this album also is. This is or the fluoride. Uh, fluoride is funny too. Fluoride is funny too. But no, this is the conspiracy that when it snowed in Texas, that the snow that was landing in Texas was not in fact real snow uh-huh. because it didn't burn. Or something like that. People were like trying to burn snow or something. It was very dumb. A bunch of people thought the snow was fake snow. Huh. I don't know. It was a whole thing. It was very stupid though. Wow. Yeah. People are stupid. Yeah. You know, Brit. People yeah. are stupid. What's uh? If this if this album chart was an infographic chart, what would it be explaining to you? Uh, some kind of liberal BS that I'd probably skip through. <laughs> Yeah, like how much Bill Clinton didn't rape women. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. And that's liberal BS because he's a rapist. Okay. Um, yeah. but, I, I don't know Bill anything Clinton. about that. No, he's definitely. I mean, there's there's way too many, like, allegations, independent allegations against mm. him. And, like, also he was a friend of Epstein's and shit. Like, he, he's been to the island multiple times. Oh, yeah. we ha- Jack says we have to go back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Um, Brit, would you would you kindly accompany me on a journey? You know I do nothing kindly, but I will accompany you. Thank you, Brit. Let's go on a journey into the, the bucket, bucket void. Statements from the bucket void. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're here. We're here. Wow, look at that. We're we're at the part of the show where we talk about weird YouTube BS. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Things and stuff. Stuff and things. Uh, thong song. Yeah, I was just I was just gonna say that for some reason. I hate I hate that we both yeah, thought of when we said thongs together, we're like a thong song. Yeah, thong Cisco, thongs. thank you. Speaking of thong song, YouTube user Vic Boss says four years ago, Buckethead makes smoking weed better. 
I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I mean, how could I, I one mean, disagree? But, uh, one improves the other, definitely. Like, yeah, they, definitely. They are a good partnership for sure. Yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah. Great yeah. partnership between Why, uh, getting head of bucket cast and weed and buckethead. Uh, yeah, I I would agree with all of Great that triangulation. Um, so let's get some uh, some important shit out of the way here. Uh-huh. A bit of development for one of the uh, YouTube commenters we talk about sometimes. Oh, which, um, which YouTube user Frankincensed uh-huh. drops some knowledge about who they are. Quote: I am a university professor. One of my students walked into my critical thinking class and asked, "Who's that?" I said, "Buckethead." I do not believe that this person is a history professor. A university professor. University professor. I, I think presumably for critical thinking, he would be a philosophy professor or perhaps I, ethics. I don't believe that. Um, I have I have difficulty believing it, but at the same time, uh, one a person who is tied for the most tenured guest for getting head a bucket cast uh-huh. is a doctor. <laughs> That's true. And a university professor. That's so, true. Crazier things have happened, Spencer. Crazier things have crazier happened. Crazier things have happened. And speaking of crazier things, YouTube user Johnny Blaze Ooh, says three Blaze. years ago, those who dislike this have got to lay off the crack or have more. Do something with your life. You're on the wrong track. God, are we just going to make a song about this? Like- <laughs> You don't like Bucket, you're on the wrong track. Smoke more crack. Smoke, Smoke more, more crack. crack. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's mm. let's, let's go ahead and do that. Johnny Blaze with him, bro. Yeah, YouTube, that crack YouTube user Give Me More Head says one year ago, the shiznit. One year ago. I, I like that we predate this guy with getting head. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, give, we do. Give maybe, me more maybe, head. Maybe what we would have actually been a good name for this podcast as well. Actually, yeah, that's pretty good. Maybe we should rip this guy off. No, no, give um, him, that's great. We love it. YouTube user MYCCA says two months ago in a truly unhinged comment, I love one person. She have a son and the little boy loves mermaid tales and others fantasy details about mermaids. I love Buckethead and found this album. I don't know that album. We'll show that for the boy. Ah ha ha ha. Wait, was this a response to something? This was not. What does he mean by, and I found this album, I don't know that album. I have no idea. What the fuck is he going on? I don't, like, <laughs> it's like he's responding to someone, but I think he's just responding to a thought he just had uh-huh. himself. There's a lot of that in Bucket oh, yeah. YouTube. Like, I mean, a lot of people responding to their own brains. There's a lot of um, uh, mental special needs in Buckethead YouTube for sure. The the Bucket Void could use an, a staff therapist, really. I, I agree. The Bucket Void could use something like something to that effect. I yeah, think would like be like but basically good. all Target stores now have a staff therapist uh-huh. because they treat their employees like fucking shit. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and so they need someone on staff to be like, "Don't kill yourself at work. Not today. Um, <laughs> not go, today. Go Satan. home and do that. Not, not today. Target. Not in the bat. Not in the employee restroom today." Um, <laughs> I doubt they have an employee restroom. They probably have to use the store. No, they, they do have an employee. Restroom. Interesting. I, I I know a person who's worked for several Targets, and they're like, "Yeah, my new store has a staff psychologist too." I'm like, "That's fucked up." And they're like, "Yeah, it's fucked up." <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, D- YouTube user DB Cooper, which we have to assume is the DB the DB. Cooper. D- yeah. He, so he DB Cooper himself says four months ago. 
That's the glory of Buckethead, though it may seem some things are not thought of. But then if you start thinking, if they were thought of, it's actually a sick idea. What if they could in this one very stairwell? I don't know, big BS always got me on the more creative side. <laughs> Dude, I thought the last comment was a challenge, man. <laughs> I, I love challenging YouTube comments. Like, like, I, I like to believe great. this is all written in code, and if uh -huh. we like break it down, we uh -huh. can actually find D.B. Cooper <laughs> and his case of money. The Buckethead code. Yeah, I like to believe that there's like, yeah, just one guy who's like setting up an elaborate puzzle online like the fucking Zodiac Killer, uh -huh. but he's only doing it the in the Bucket Killer. <laughs> <laughs> D D Bucket Cooper, brother. Yeah, the deep that's what deep that's what DB stands for. Yeah. Uh, da Bucket Cooper. Da Bucket Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the the and the coop is the chicken coop. Yeah, obviously. So there you obviously. Go. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, people. Yeah. Hello. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Um YouTube user Benamra Bassnet says five years ago, it's five AM in Nepal and was woken up by the tune of his unknown song and found this beauty and am mesmerized. Buckethead exists, and that's why there is a god. Hell yeah, uh, Ben Arma. Fucking, we love our Nepalese friends. Uh, isn't uh, mm -hmm. Ayush in Nepal right now? Is that right? Uh, former guest Ayush? I believe he lives in India. He but did live in India, but in was Nepal. living in Nepal now, I think. Or something like that, on yeah. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Nepal... Fucking lovely. We love Nepal. Uh, but that's why the Buckethead exists, and that's why there is God. Yeah, I agree. that's a really important statement. I think that I, I mean probably onto something. I, I think in a way, like you can justify the existence of God with like any life. You know, in, in that like God is a greater collective consciousness or a greater collective being. Well, beyond our understanding. You know, there yeah. was a lot of talk about God this week. Oh, was there? So moving on, uh -huh. YouTube user Brian Hefner says five years ago, Buckethead is truly a man who uses every ounce of what God has instilled and blessed him with and doesn't waste one second of his life keeping his talents to himself or profiting by them and honors his creator in his work and life. Yeah, I feel like more... Oh, wow, this guy is wearing you a suit. You group as fuck. Uh, um, yeah, maybe, I, I think Buckethead actually did profit quite a bit off of his talents and skills because yeah. he made a hell of a lot He's of money like playing for five Guns million Roses. bucks. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, and no, he licenses his music to video games. Uh huh. He he's profited a lot off of his skills. Yeah, like that's why he's famous, and that's fine. That's why he gets to make music for a living. Yeah, that's awesome. Right? Good, like, fucking good, good for him. Rad. It's perfect. We like, love it. Also, God doesn't exist. Shut yeah. up. Like that's dumb. Um, uh, um but. Uh, Moving on. No, I, no, no, no. One, one more thing. All right. He doesn't use every ounce of what God instilled and blessed him with. He mm -hmm. uses every fucking gram, baby. Blah, 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 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? YouTube user <laughs> Ben S. says four years ago in a response, Well stated, sir. I consider Bucket to be a warrior slash protector of the light. Taking all the world's negativity and evil and exercising those demons the only way he knows how. Sound. Sound. Thank you, Bucket, for being the Jedi that's actually real and fighting for the light. We will drink to you in the halls for eternity. 
He's like this. I one thing I really hate about <laughs> dorky metalheads uh-huh. is their religion is just all of the nerdy cultures they like. Yeah, and so this guy's religion is obviously Star Wars and Destiny. Destiny is the Halls of Eternity. Is that a Destiny thing? No, but the light is a big oh, Destiny okay. thing. Okay, well, that's also maybe like the light side of the Force. Could but, be, uh, Could but be. also the the Halls of Eternity. I'm thinking are like a Valhalla type thing. Yeah. So this guy obviously listens to Amon Amarth. Oh, definitely. And watches way too much Star Wars. He likes all of the new Star Wars movies. Ugh. Yeah. Gross. Yep. Definitely. Sorry. Definitely. Sorry, Ben S. Fuck you. Speaking of gross and also fuck you, YouTube user uh, with a Turkish name that I can't pronounce right, uh, Durya Cam says five years ago, thank you, Bucket. The reason why this is notable. The, the, the C actually softens the A. Uh, it's uh, Durya Cum. Oh, nice. It's not. No, I'm just making uh, So what's interesting about this particular person is that their profile picture is that of a girl holding a cat. And this woman appears to be quite attractive which is which not you know is a recipe for disaster which is why there are YouTube talk. 22 comments following this thank you bucket five years uh-huh. ago we're, Any, o- we're only going to read one of them anybody else <laughs> with any other profile picture will say thank mm-hmm. you bucket on here get two likes get no likes. zero comments yeah zero comments max yeah, yeah. max but oh. a presumably attractive lady with lots a cat. Yeah, lots of comments. I would so, actually be like, nice cat. <laughs> the very first response uh-huh. to this comment is this comment. YouTube user Arjun Kumar uh, says five years ago, uh, yes, finally, hot girls are listening to BH and not shitty rock music. <laughs> no likes on this one. <laughs> I wanted to keep that in. <laughs> finally. Finally. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, like fucking, just but, incel metal dudes are just really funny. Up, like, to me. I mean, like, like even going back, like publicly, you can see like big D at shows. There's at least one beautiful woman who has been by Buckethead's side since like 2003. Like also, like they like girls are just people. Yeah, and, like there are tons of girls that listen to hella good music. Right. I like, mean, yeah. I don't know, man. Definitely Buckethead's fan base skews. Male because you know he's a solo metal guitarist. Yeah, as as happens. However, <laughs> you know there's there's tons of fucking fu- bucketed, you know, women fan. We've we've had one of them on this fucking show. Yeah, it's like come we've, on. We come have talked. We have talked to several female buckethead fans. Absolutely. We got a message from one who wants to get fingered by buckethead. Uh huh. Like there's some ladies love the head baby. Yeah, they do. They ladies do. love head. Yeah. Speaking of love and head, YouTube user Black Sheep Geologist 405 says one year ago, Mount Shasta, squaring of the circle, and now this. Forget Forget Hendrix. Hendrix. Forget Gilmore and Page. Forget Malmsteen and Vi. Brian will go down as the greatest guitarist ever once it's all said and done. I'm not talking a showman like Jimmy setting his guitar on fire at Monterey in 67. I'm not talking about having a god-awful tune played over and over for decades. (laughs) I'm looking at you, stairway to heaven. Agree. I'm just talking about sheer guitar. This man is by far the greatest, and I know my music history. (laughs) BH is the man. It takes a lot to get to get 
Wait, sorry, yep, what? That was right. To get to get. It takes a lot to get to get to the summit of a mountain, but Brian has done it. My hat's off to you, Mr. Carroll. There's a response to this. Well, well, first let's let's address this a little bit. All right. I'm not talking a showman like Jimmy setting his guitar on fire at Monterey in 67. Okay. Buckethead is absolutely a showman. Yeah, he does he does definitely. fucking nunchuck routines in the middle of his and the sets. robot and the robot. Yeah, how do you? And he not, gives out toys and does a puppet show. It's he, like a whole thing. He's all about the live experience. He's absolutely a fucking showman. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. set his guitar on fire, but that's because each of his guitars is worth six thousand dollars and they don't make it anymore. Also, like ranking guitar players against each other is a dumb thing. It is like like, like Buckethead is a great guitar player. Jimi Hendrix is a fucking great guitar they're player. Doing like entirely. Separate Entirely things. different shit. Fucking like, Jimi Hendrix played in an era where, like, string gauge, like, it was harder to play guitar straight up because, mm-hmm. like, fucking strings were like heavier by default. The string tension was harder to play with, like, and so it was harder to be a buckethead like virtuoso. Like, we've come far in technology, which has informed yeah. the music and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. And like, and so like, comparing artists that played more than twenty years apart here. Mm-hmm. in any sort of recording is ridiculous to me. I agree. Especially when, you know, Jimi Hendrix became a big guitar player less than 20 years after the invention of the electric guitar. Yeah, which is pretty amazing. I, I think, to put that in perspective. I, I want to like, say he was born before Leo Fender made his first electric guitar, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Right? I think so. Oh. Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild stuff. So mm. the response to this, uh, Conan the Librarian says eight months ago, I love Bucket too, but don't go shitting on those others. They're all legends that you named. And there's a lot more to Zep than Stairway to Heaven. Educate yourself. Okay, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. Don't go shitting on those legends, except for Jimmy Page. Yeah, except for Jimmy Page. He deserves he to be. Fuck Jimmy Page. Yeah, fuck Jimmy Page. He's a pedophile and a child sex trafficker. Yeah. He sex trafficked a 15-year-old mm-hmm. in, like, 1974. Super creepy. He, he kidnapped her. Like, go and look this up on Google. He actually kidnapped her. He was, like, forceful, and he's like, get in the car and shit like that. He's like, he is a fucked up, terrible person, mm-hmm. and nobody should like him. And personally, I, I don't he's think a he's a sloppy guitarist, too. Guitar he's player. a sloppy yeah, guitarist. He's that good. Yeah. He's a better producer than he is a guitarist. Yeah, yeah, straight up. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, yeah, he's influential guitar, but, like, you know, Jimmy was better. Like, oh, if, definitely. If we're, if we're actually definitely. comparing, Jimmy was better. <laughs> if we're actually comparing, yeah. Um, YouTube user Wasted Opportunity says three years ago, oh, shit, bears. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 he like he's he's in a gay bar and he's like, whoa, <laughs> oops, <laughs> oops. <laughs> yeah. I get where I am now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I I, I've been it. there before. Like I went to diesel before. I'm like, oh, this looks kind of fun. Oh, shit. I, I wear a lot of fucking like diesel clothing and I get mm-hmm. in there. I'm like, oh, shit. Bears. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, uh, we'll save that one. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, revisit one of our favorite YouTube commenters. Master of the ship key, a bucket bot divine. Oh my god. 
time for Jordan Vine Britt. You going to help me with this? Oh, I would love to help you with this. So this week, Jordan exposes some things about himself mm-hmm. that we've hinted at before, but maybe not made as, as clear as this. Yeah. So let's start off with that. Jordan Vine says, three years ago, I know nothing, fucking nothing, about, about guitar playing, because I'm not, not a musician. I just fucking love the guitar as an instrument, but only when it's Buckethead playing. He knows nothing about the guitar. That's fine. He doesn't need to. Yeah, it's fine. Jordan Vine says three years ago, beautiful and sensational. Well, that's no fucking surprise, is it? It's Buckethead. Everything he puts his musical brain, his solo stuff, I mean, to is phenomenal and fucking awesome. Love that. I love that comment. I love the musical brain part. Musical brain. Musical brain. He's got a musical brain for his musical brain. Musical brain is a sick pike title. It's a sick band name, honestly. Musical brain. Sounds a little too proggy, I think. Mm. Well, it's definitely a prog band, for sure. For sure. Um, We're going to skip that one. Jordan Vine says four years ago, Buckethead is better than any other human being to ever, ever, ever to have ever picked up one. No one is better than Buckethead. People can have their own opinions to who is the best guitarist in the world. But I believe and know it's no one else but Buckethead. So I like this comment because he usually uses the caps to actually emphasize words. Yeah. But like, like people was hard. People can have their own opinions. Like, why is can and own emphasized? I really I don't, don't understand. I love how he speaks. I it's. Uh, I he, hope he yeah. speaks like this. I hope this is how he speaks. Like he has Tourette syndrome. Like yeah, totally, totally. Okay, so we have two more Jordan Vine comments. Mm-hmm. One is a really long one. One's a shorter one. Come. Let's Whoa. get into it. Oh, yeah. Jordan Vine says, four years ago, the music is way, way, way too good to moan your face off about it. This pike is not as good as that one. Or she should do more of this and more of that. He can't please everybody. He doesn't expect everybody to like everything. There'll be tracks slash pikes you like or even love and some you don't like. Of course, people are entitled to their opinion. Of course they are, but I'm just sick and tired of seeing comments of people moaning, groaning, and complaining. Just enjoy the phenomenal, amazing, and world-class music like I am. Gorgeous. Wow. Gorgeous. Love so that. passionate. So passionate. He just has the fire. Like, yeah. like no one has the fire like Jordan. He has, yeah. you know what? You know what he does? He mm. unleashes the fucking fury. He unleashes the fucking fury. Like Ingve Malmstein. He the unleashes fury. the fucking fury. Not the just fucking not, fury. Not just to uh, flight attendants on airplanes. No. To everybody. To everybody. To all the of Buckethead YouTube. Fury. The fucking fury. Love that. Lastly, in the Jordan Vine section at least, mm-hmm. Jordan Vine says, four years ago, and people 
comparing pikes to other pikes for fuck's sake. I love the music too much to compare things or to moan, whinge, and whine. I don't care what he does. I know I'll love it, but... I'm not a big fan of his fast metal stuff, but everything else I pretty much like. What? I know. Excuse this me? This is like a bombshell. Honestly. Jordan Vine is not a fan of his fast metal stuff. Which has got to be like 10% of his entire output. I know. Almost. Like, it's, it's, he does a lot of fast metal heavy. stuff. This is heavy stuff. I don't know how to deal with this, man. Like, I, I This is... This is breaking my Jordan Vine worldview. This is breaking my Benjamin. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Um, yeah. Is breaking Benjamin about spending a $100 bill on a small purchase? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. No, 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 no. Ignore that. That was an accident. Okay. That was an accident. From the... No. <laughs> uh, so, we have two more comments, uh-huh. and then we're going to end this. Okay. YouTube user Dili Zovich says five years ago, without Buckethead, we would all be a foot without a big toe. I don't know what the fuck this means, <laughs> but I agree with it. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I do. think it's fucking rad. I think there's some weird footboy energy happening yeah, but here. I, but I also... appreciate the sentiment, though. Like, yeah. Because obviously this guy likes feet. Obviously. And so, like, you know, he's saying, like, Buckethead's one of the most important parts of the thing I like the most. Yeah. Which I'm exactly. like, all right, maybe this is cum corner, actually. <laughs> maybe I think this, this might is be cum corner. I'm not sure. Could be. It's a. It's it's on the edge of cum corner. It lives on the border. Massive border. Let's get into the cum oh. corner. Oh, do you want to do the song? We can. Do I, what's the first line? Oh, it's a getting horner. Oh yeah, let's so, do it. Let's do it. One, two, three, four. Getting horner. Massive border. Let's get into the cum corner. Yeah. Cool. That dude jerks off to feet. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of jerking off to feet, we have one last comment. Speaking. YouTube user RC Swiss Made says one year ago, Buckethead is not from this world. Where, Where we, we go, go one, one, we go all. Statements from the Bucket Bucket So I want to say you claimed earlier RC Swiss Made doesn't leave the same comment every time. Correct. He's left that specific comment several times. I'm pretty Correct. sure it's always Buckethead is not of this world. It, is it not? So it is always Buckethead is not of this world, but it doesn't always have the the QAnon hat really? like slogan. Yes. So I I've seen it a couple of times where he's just stated Buckethead is not of this world, but it, but didn't do the the where we go when we go all. Do you think that that was before he got Q pilled? Possibly. Interesting. Possibly. That Interesting. would be heavy. Yeah. If he like Maybe was should... into Buckethead, got mm. pilled. And then came back to Buckethead and was like, I still want to talk about Buckethead, but now I'm Q-pilled. Maybe we should try to do a crossover episode with QAnon Anonymous and figure out this <laughs> mystery. They, they would not do they that. They would not respond to no. us at any point, no. but it would be fun to try. <laughs> yeah, it would be fun to try. Yeah, I love that. Speaking of things that are fun to try, Britt, it's time for recommendations. Do you have anything fun to try, to recommend? Uh, fun to try, fun to recommend. Um... 
I know. You actually, you know what? I would go back and recommend uh, th- this week. Um, we lost uh, a great comedic hero, Gilbert Gottfried. That's true, a legend. I would recommend you definitely go back and check his stuff out, uh, especially his '90s stuff with Howard Stern. Mm. A lot of it is um, intolerably um, bigoted. <laughs> <laughs> Not him, though. Gilbert Godfrey is almost always just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Like, his riffing is just incredible. I would highly recommend just checking out the video of um, uh, Gilbert Dice Clay, where he does an impression on the Howard Stern show of Gilbert Godfrey. Or, sorry, Gilbert Godfrey does an impression of uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Mm-hmm. And, like, he doesn't speak for, like, five minutes. He just does the thing with a cigarette. And it's some of the best physical comedy I've ever seen. Absolutely incredible. That's awesome. R.I.P. to an absolute fucking legend. An absolute fucking legend. I an love absolute that. legend. What do you got, man? Um, Brett, I got like nothing. I mean, I guess I always recommend going to a death metal show. Yeah, yeah, the death metal show is successful. Yeah, you should, you should, if you are in a city that is going to be hit by the tour we just saw, you should go to it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I'd say yeah. it's worth the $25 yeah, or whatever absolutely. it's going to cost you to go. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, plus or minus, you know, another 20 or so for drinks and, and you also, know, depending on the venue, I'm sure they don't have the same ticket price venue to venue. Yeah. It's probably a little different here and there, yeah. but I would recommend that that's Trek tech, uh, oh, wait, tech, tech Trek. Trek five, just like star Trek five, but better actually better than star Trek five, believe it or not. Yeah. Wow. Well, star Trek five is such a great star Trek film. <laughs> Directed by William Shatner, the best Star Trek director. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Uh, He's climbing up that hill. Uh, He made a deal with God. God. Yeah, Yeah. okay, uh, all right. right. (laughs) Captain Kirk is basically Sisyphus. Yeah, or Kate Bush. Yeah, we know. know. You know, it's it's a whole thing. But yeah, I recommend go see Trek Tech 5 with Archspire. Tech Trek. What did I say? Trek Tech. <laughs> I can't with this anymore. It's all right. it's all right. uh, with Archspire, Inferi, Vulvadinia, potentially other bands. Go see them. Hopefully, the last one I mentioned figures it out. Absolutely. That'd be nice. Yeah, definitely. Is it time, Spencer? It's time for my favorite segment of the show, I think. Ooh, hit it. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. Ha, ha, ha. Bucket joke. Bucket joke. Bucket joke. In the news recently, the store director of a CVS down in California was recently stabbed in an attempt to apprehend a shoplifter stealing shampoo and cough medicine. Jesus. The media just released the security camera footage. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called CVS, the director's cut. <laughs> Jesus. That was a lot. Uh, <laughs> I got fired from my typography job because they thought I was racist. Yeah? When I said I didn't like slanted eyes, I was talking about italics. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a pretty good one. I thought it was going to be a serif joke, but here we are. Uh, yeah. Um Oh, here, I, here, I got, I got one. I got yeah, one. Yeah, Hold on. Uh, you know. No, I don't. Never okay, mind. Okay, cool. Yeah. I got one, though. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio hasn't taken a 23 in me, but that is the phrase he uses to describe his sex life. 
Oh, that's true. Dude's um, a creep. A Roman doctor notices his patient is dehydrated. Uh-huh. So he administers a four. <laughs> that's a Roman numerals joke. I, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Um, that's pretty good. Unfortunately, for the Native American population, yeah. when Christopher Columbus landed and he said, I come in peace, <laughs> he was talking about how he masturbates into his gun. Oof. Yeah, probably. I would believe it. My mom used to accuse me of being a potty mouth whenever I used profanity, which in retrospect was a pretty fucking kinky idea to plant in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Why does the butler, why does Batman, or sorry, I guess Bruce Wayne, why does Bruce Wayne's butler, Alfred, in the Zack Snyder DC movies, never have wrinkled shirts? I don't know. Well, because Jeremy irons. Oh! oh. <laughs> uh, says a lot about America's crumbling <laughs> infrastructure that the only rail system that travels to all 50 states is uh, the Grand Funk Railroad. <laughs> That's pretty good. You know, the only ah, sorry, the only microplastics I let my girlfriend put in her body is a one-to-one scale dildo of my penis. <laughs> nice. Was Tim Allen called Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story in reference to getting buzzed on coke, getting caught with 1.4 pounds of it, and getting a light amount of years when he snitched? It's a great question. <laughs> Uh, he got light years, baby. He yeah, got he did. some real light years. Yeah. And Buzz fi- Lightyear would be the, a great name for a sex toy. It actually would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, actually, you know what? A, a great name for a beer would be Buzz Light Beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. Right? That'd be super good. Yeah. And finally, mm-hmm. I'm going to end on this one yeah. as a tribute to a comedic hero of mine, Gilbert Gottfried, who died this week. Mm-hmm. Gilbert will go down in history, much like Jim Jones, and that he will be remembered for some of the worst punchlines in history. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. Ha, 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 bucket joke. All right. Well, we made it to the very end. We it's have the very one end of the more show. thing to do. Yeah, we do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text you mine. I'm going to text you mine. Uh, do we want to do the outro first and then do the... Yeah, yeah, do the, yeah, outro, let's first. Do the outro first. Hey, okay. we made it to the end of the show. It's been an adventure. Thanks for hanging out with us. We talked about a lot of things. We, we talked ho- about the show we went to. We talked yeah. about uh, Jordan Vine. We learned a little bit more about him. Talked about a guy making me super uncomfortable at the show we went to. We did. We talked about your piece of shit boss. Yep. I um, uh, forgot my train of thought. Talked about Cobb salad though. Ultimately, yeah, Cobb it was salad. ultimately a Cobb salad story. This is a Cobb salad cast. It for really sure. is. Yeah, uh, getting Buck Cobb a salad <laughs> cast. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I hope you have a lovely week, everyone. I've been Britain, and I've been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Head, a, a bucket, bucket cast. cast. Stay greasy, bucketheads. Namaste.
are in epic Ralph Battles of History. Yeah, we are. This is where we are. Yeah. This is the part of the show that is so dense, it makes sense to no one but us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, no one's watching, so... Uh, um, we're just going to go ahead and, and play the, the Ralph scene for you here real quick. So this is from uh, 2009's Ming Hags, directed by Bam Margera and written by Bam Margera. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scene in question is between a guy named Ralph and his dad, who is played by Bam Margera's grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, without further ado, here's the scene. Jesus Christ, Ralph. Are you supposed to go out looking for a job today? Nah, there's a b-ball game coming on at four. You can't watch no b-ball game. You gotta get a job. Nah, I'm gonna try to get laid tonight. Ralph, I'm getting tired of it. You're gonna get a job today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I'm taking a day off. Back in the war, we kill sissies like you. I'd like to shoot you, stupid. You couldn't hit the side of a barn. If we were in the jungle, I'd slice your throat. And this isn't the jungle. My cat will save me. I can't believe that I had sex to even make you. Sex makes people? What a waste of pleasure. My name is Ralph. Your forehead makes a good target. By the end of the day, you better have a job or else. You see this? It's gonna hurt. Get a job. And that's the scene. That's the scene. That's uh, the that's the fucking thing right there. Yeah. So we just rewrite um we rewrite the scene every week into different stuff, you know? Yeah, into two different opposing forces. Mm-hmm. Man versus man, man versus nature. It's really just man versus man. But yeah, totally. Um, totally. Yeah, do you want to do yours or mine first? Uh, let's do let's do yours first. Okay, okay. Um, God damn it! I just saw one word, you know, the last name. Yeah, yeah it's okay. uh, I would like to play the Ralph part. In that, this that's fair. That's fair. One. Okay, this is uh, pretty good. So okay, let me so, adjust the scene. Yeah. So the setup for this scene here is um, this is Harmony Corinne, uh, mm-hmm. director fam- of Gummo, director of Gummo, but more more notably for this scene, director of Spring Breakers, which I have not seen, but I know about. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I'd actually yeah. recommend it. It's not a bad film. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's very Harmony Corinne, and it's uh, it's about riffraff, is it not? In a way. Uh, it's inspired by so, Riff Raff. So, yeah, uh, James Franco went on to claim that it wasn't directly inspired by Riff Raff and there was another underground rapper it was more inspired by, but I think yeah. everyone knows that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. They just said that for, like, legal reasons. Yeah. Uh, especially because uh, before they cast James Franco in mm-hmm. this in this role, uh, Harmony Corinne approached none other than Riff Raff to play oh, I the love role. That. I love and that. And so and so it's like it's like uh when they asked fucking um Huey Lewis to make a song for mm-hmm. Ghostbusters and he said no and so they made a song that was just a rip off of a Huey Lewis song. <laughs> it's like obvious. It's like yeah. what the fuck dude? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and so um this is Harmony Corinne trying to cast Riff Raff in Spring Breakers and I think 2012. Nah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I so uh, I, I, w- I will be playing Harmony Corinne. All I'll right, be we playing ready? Riff Raff. I'm ready. Let's do it. Jesus Christ, Riff Raff. Don't you want to get a job in my movie today? Nah, I'm going to go into the studio to record Jody High Roller at four. You can't record no new album. You got to be in Spring Breakers. Nah, I'm going to try to get laid in that. Riff Raff, I'm getting tired of it. You're going to be in my movie today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up, Harmony. Back when I was doing deep independent stuff, I just cast someone local to play you. Did you see this movie? If you're not in it, it's going to make you look stupid. Stupid. 
You couldn't cast a barn. If we were on set, I'd say cut and berate you. But we're we're not on set. The fact that I'm too high to realize what's going on right now <laughs> will save me. I can't believe I made Gummo to even get here. A, a person directed Gummo? What a waste of time. My name is Riff. You're going to be in my movie, or else. You see this script? I'll cast an even bigger creep than you and make you look like a fucking weirdo. I'll cast James Franco. Perfect. That's great. <laughs> uh, I I love that, Britt. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, let's switch. Let's switch roles for yeah. this next one. I would love to play the Ralph for for this. Yeah, uh, so my uh, my scene is. Um, in reference to something we talk about a lot on the podcast mm-hmm. in goth news, but that mm-hmm. is uh, Papa John Schnatter uh, uh, talking to a uh, representative. Excuse me, goth patriarch. Goth patriarch, Papa, Papa John, John Schnatter, Schnatter <laughs> talking to uh, a representative of the board, the chairman, the board of directors for right. Papa John's. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, and yeah, that's it. Man. Yeah, go for it. You know it. what he did. Whenever you're ready. Jesus Christ, Papa John Schnatter. You can't say the N-word on a conference call. The day of reckoning starts at four. You can't predict no day of reckoning. You gotta stop being publicly racist. Nah, I'm gonna double down on the idea that NFL players protesting police treatment of black Americans is somehow hurting our pizza company. Papa, I'm getting tired of it. You're gonna stop making the company look bad today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I'm going to stress eat 40 pizzas in 30 days. Back at corporate, we fire racists like you. I'd like to make you think about the dumb shit you've said, stupid. You couldn't make me think about pizza. If we were at the office, I'd fire you right now. Well, this isn't the office. TikTok will save me. I can't believe you ate 40 of our pizzas in 30 days. Those pizzas were yours? What a waste of better ingredients. My name is Papa John. Your racist ass makes a good target. By the end of the day, you better resign or else. See this statement distancing for the company from you? It's gonna hurt. Meow. Eat something other than pizza. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yeah. We love, we love. There we go. Cool. That's it. We did That's it. it. That's our whole cast. The Goodbye, whole everybody. Bye. Bye-bye, Pizza Pie. Bye-bye, Papa Schnatter. Bye-bye.